Welcome to the Exhibitionist podcast. I'm Catherine from Cultural Wednesday. And I'm Vicky from Museum Mum. Together, we're your co-hosts on this friendly insider's guide to the best exhibitions, museums and historic places to visit in London and beyond. Between us, we visit hundreds of cultural places a year. We're here to share what we've seen, so you know what's worth the travel. Get ready to fuel your curiosity and wanderlust with the exhibitionists. This week, we're talking about six sculpture parks to visit in the UK. But first, Catherine, how are you? I'm fine, but I'm a bit tired because yesterday I zipped up to Manchester and back to check out the Manchester International Festival. That looked so good on your stories. What was your highlight? Uh, searching for coins in the uh, in exhibition ex- exhibition Exchange Square, just amazing. Did you find any? I found two. Well, I found I found three. There are three different types of coins. I, I, so I found three, but two were the same. So you can flip, and they can help you make decisions. So it's stop or go, or together or solo. Oh, I, I think I need a bit of decision making in my life. That sounds like a lot of fun. Um, and also, I, I had the pleasure of seeing you this week. We bumped into each other at the Young V&A reopening. Uh, we did, which is a, a place transformed. It is like really bright. It, it was. It was. It's such a beautiful space. Um, I think we should do an episode all about all of the reopenings and refurbishments because there's so many at the moment in London. Oh, yeah, there are so many, so many new and exciting, or newly exciting spaces to see that yeah, we definitely need a reopening episode but should we get on now with our um our sculpture parks which is the first one you'd like to suggest that people should visit i am going to suggest the yorkshire sculpture park because my mother's family all come from yorkshire and it's the first ever british sculpture park um I will, my family don't come from Yorkshire, but it is one of my happy places. So I'm really delighted to see it on this list. Um, would you like to sort of uh, describe it for people so they know what to expect? Uh, yes, it's just south of Wakefield, um, just off the M1. Uh, it's 500 acres, so it's vast. I don't think there's any way that you could see it all in one visit. And it is, I don't know how many sculptures it's got. How many sculptures has it got? Do you know how many sculptures it's got? It's got round about 100. And I did attempt to try and see most of them in one day on my first visit. And I would not recommend that, especially with children. It's, it's it, like you say, it's vast and there's just so much to see. Yeah, when, when we visited our eye from the car park, our eye was immediately taken by something in the in the deep, far distance at the bottom of a hill. And so we set off and the whole the whole of the sculpture park is it has got sheep in it and sheep poo. So we we walked through through the sheep and the sheep poo, admiring the um Henry Moores as we went. And as you got closer, you thought, Oh, that's a giant woman. And then you thought, Oh, not only is it a giant walking woman, she seems to be flayed. And as you got closer, you realised that she was flayed and pregnant. And uh, of course, this is, it's Damien Hurst. Who else is it going to be? And so on one side, you can see, you can see the the fetus and you 
she's flayed. And then on the other side, she's whole. And it's called um, the Virgin Mother. And it's it's giant. I mean, I, I can't even guess how many metres it is. But actually, that one really freaked my kids out. And when we went back again this year, they, they tried to avoid it, which because of its size, you really can't. <laughs> um, but it's got such... I think it's just fantastically curated. You know, it's got the, the kind of great and the good of British sculptures, uh, sculptors out in this beautiful English landscape, but also a lot of international artists. There's always something new to discover. They change the collection quite a lot. And it's got the indoor exhibitions as well. Uh, and it's just such an easy place to hang out. You can take your dog, you can take your kids, you can take a picnic. It's just really welcoming. Um, and yeah, I would totally recommend a visit to anyone. And it's got a great cafe as well. Which I, I know you like a good cafe, Catherine. I do, I do like a good cafe. A good cafe and a good shop that um, yeah, um, make for a nicer visit and also help to support the place that you're going to. So, yeah. Definitely. All for good cafes and shops. So anyway, it will cost. It costs £9 to go in for an adult. I think how much does it cost for children? It's, it's free, actually, for children. Oh, that's really good. And also, it's free if you have an upfund pass. Yes. Um, like I said, one of my happy places, really, every time we go anywhere near that, that's our, our go-to stopover place. So I'm really glad you've included that one. Um, I want to take us maybe to uh, keep the Yorkshire link, but take us to uh, Hertfordshire Village with the Henry Moore Studio and Gardens, which is the home for over 40 years of Henry Moore, the modernist uh, sculptor. And again, this is just such an easy place to visit. It's uh, it's almost 70 acres. It's got 20 of his sculptures and uh, they can change. And you just, it's a beautiful kind of home and garden. There's six of his studios. You can go inside and and and, uh, and kind of learn more about his, his art and what inspired him. But also you can take a picnic. You can sit and walk amongst the sculptures as well. It's, it really, for me, sums up why sculpture is different to, say, visiting a gallery. Uh, you get to see these works. You get to walk around them. There's this giant archway you can walk through. And hug. I, and I, hug. I have, I have pictures of, of my children when they were smaller hugging the, the arch. Um, again, that has sheep a sheep field with a you can walk through the sheep field I think you need wellies for a couple of these yeah. so, um, Henry, um, Henry Moore especially liked he liked to have sheep or to situate his sculptures by sheep he felt that they sort of aided the the understanding of his work and, and when you go inside of in some of his studios you see the maquettes but you also think you see things like bones and stones which um, inspired his work and then you start to see that in the works as you find them uh, and what I really liked is that a lot of these are the first casts of these like massive monumental bronzes you now get around the world and so the top tip is to look for the edition number it's on each one and normally it's number zero of three so it'll be it'll be the very first one, and that's really exciting to go and see. Um, it's also it's very very welcoming. We went one October, and it was the last weekend before it was closing. And they said, "Why don't you just pick some apples from the tree to take with you?" So we had apples from Henry Moore's garden. Oh wow, that is that's absolutely incredible. It, uh, that's a good point that it is actually only open between April and October, so it's not not a, a depth of of winter visit. No, but they've done something really nice this year with the ticketing. Um, it's 
uh, it's £16.50 for adults. The children are eight fifty, and it's half price with the National Art Pass. But what they've done this year is that the ticket's actually valid for the entire year so that you can go back. You can see it in different weathers and different lights. Um, you can just go and go and relax. I so that's such a good idea. I'd love, love to see more local museums do that because it means that if you live locally, you can visit as often as you like. And if you're visiting, then you just just pay the price. Exactly. And they have some special events for families coming up, which sound really exciting. So there's a Leap Then Look are running a sensory sculpting workshop on the 28th of July. Uh, and then Sundays from the 23rd of July to 27th of August, they've also got a soft sculpt uh, things for families. So if you've got that ticket, you can keep going back and enjoying these for free. Um, so, yes, that's definitely one to visit as well. Well, skipping now from the uh, rural delights of Hertfordshire into the heart of the city and sculpture in the city, which is in in the city of London, the, the square mile. That's right. And it's just opened its 12th edition. Yes. It's very weak. So it's very timely. Yeah. Now, every year they have a, a new selection of sculptures or some some stay and there are some new ones so there's 18 artworks this year. And Catherine, you went to the preview. Can I ask you, which were your favourite works that you saw this time around? I did go to the preview. And my favourite or favourites were, um, it's called An Untitled Ceiling Installation uh, by Mika Rottenberg. And it's on a ceiling, so it's all above you, as, as the name implies. And it's a video of coloured light bulbs being smashed with a hammer so it looks it looks beautiful it's slightly um scary having a giant hammer coming down um sort of several meters above your head um but it's it's beautiful it's got the allusions to the glass ceiling it's just yeah a stunning mesmeric work it really is i saw that one and that was one of my favorites that's a um 120 um, oh God, what's the building? Maybe? 120 Fenchurch Street. That's right. And on uh, top of that is the Fen, the Fen Court Garden, which I have, I've never, never been to. I think it's probably another episode that we need to do rooftop gardens in London. But uh, okay, we, we, but we dive that'll, be a, that'll be a fun research project for sure. Yes. That, that was beautiful. And they had the noise of it as well. It's very mes- uh, mesmeric, that, uh, that work. And it was definitely my favourite that I saw. I also really liked, it's actually officially called Pitu Pithu Pitu by Simeon Barclay. But um, everybody who I was with just called it the cock on the rock. <laughs> it's a giant rock with a teeny tiny cockerel on the top and it's it's just fun that was that was and when I went I went after work the other day there were people skateboarding off the side of the plinth (laughs) which really um, good interactivity at its exactly not not what you should be doing with sculptures but I think having it in the urban environment um it just gives you a different perspective on the city it's it's a way to explore London in more depth and find these kind of hidden courtyards and spaces and and be surprised if you go on the weekend it's also really quiet so I really enjoy going around the city at that time and in Oldgate Square there's a fantastic there are only four little water um, spouts part of a water feature but for some reason whenever we go the sun is out 
And the kids always end up playing there for ages. So it's a really nice, relaxed excuse, really, to have a wander around uh, part of London and get to know it better. The sun always shines in Allgate Square. (laughs) You heard it here first. (laughs) (laughs) And you can download an app or there's a map by and explanation plinth by each sculpture that would help you go from one to the other. So it's a really easy and free thing to explore. And this edition runs until April 2024. Okay. Um, Any other urban London sculptures? Well, I think we should maybe talk about The Line, which is London's permanent public art walk in East London. And it runs from Queen Elizabeth Olympic Park to the O2. It's got this kind of route. It follows what they call the meridian and the waterways. So it's actually quite a long route. I haven't done it all in one go. I've only ever done it in bits. No, I've only ever done it in bits. Um, but it's, I, I really want to do the whole thing in one go. Um, but again, it's it's another way of exploring London and and finding places and spaces and parks and um and squares to enjoy. What's your highlights on on the line? My highlights are it's it's called Richard Wilson: A Slice of Reality, and it's it's a slice of a boat. Well, it's it's in the Thames. So I I discovered this one time. I was I was at the O2 for a thing during the day. And it came out, it was still quite early. And at that stage, there was nothing else around. There was nothing to do. And I thought, well, I wonder what's on the other side of the O2. I must be able to walk round the O2. So I set off. It was quite a grey, cold day. Um, it's not something I'd recommend doing on your own. It was quite, quite isolating. Uh, I came across this slice of a boat. It's just, it's really spooky. Um, I had to run past it. Um, and I understand, Catherine, that you've actually been onto that slice of boat I at one point. Onto that slice of boat, uh, which was, I was, I was very, very scared. I'm not good at uh, enclosed spaces going and going into spaces where you don't know what you're going to find, and there was quite a lot of that. Um, I'd say you can't. It's not. It's not something that you can usually do. I was there for a preview of a art angel installation that was involving a lighthouse on the other side of the river um but it is it's it's an abandoned industrial space and so all the sort of the on the water so it's it's yeah it's quite scary i think but i think a lot of it has changed now because you've got the peninsula as they call that that bit of the o2 they've done a lot of work for example you've got the, the high walk now that um, quite stunning. It's very short, but very stunning raised walkway that you can um, actually scoot or walk along. They put oh, on a lot of festivals there now. Um, there's there's food festivals. Shops and cafes. There's lots to do. You wouldn't, there's absolutely no way now that you would come out of the O2 on a Tuesday morning at 11 o'clock and think there's nothing <laughs> to do, which, it's, is, which is what happened to me. <laughs> Definitely. Um, And also further along, they're adding works all the time to the line um, and changing some over. So last year, they added the Rana Begum, one of her Catching Colour series in Botanic Square. And that's a part of the East East London that I didn't know. It's brand new. And that's such a lovely space to go to. It's actually near Trinity Boy Lighthouse. You can actually easily do it as part of the same day. And it's um 
Begum's work is just stunning. It's these coloured nets that are suspended and you can walk under it. Again, it's diff- different in different lights and it's just really beautiful. And it's the line, it's free, it's open all hours. It's definitely something to explore yeah. and, and a reason to to get out and see what's there. I was I was there recently. I was saying that oh, Yinka Elore is the recent um, addition. Uh, I think it's called States of Happiness. It's two enormous chairs um, with Dutch wax fabric on them. And they are incredible. Um, and His work is so colourful. Oh no, it's just beautiful. You actually you want to sit on the chairs, even though they are. There's no way you could clamber up. You'd need to be sort of um, a giant. Um, and then afterwards, I went home. I crossed over the river on the cable car, which always adds to the glee of any expedition. I feel definitely. So the trail itself is free. You just have to pay for the cable car because it's not included with your oyster or travel card. And that's it's. I think it's six pounds for adults. Yeah, and £3 for children. Uh, that's one way. But it's again, it just adds that sense of adventure and exploring. You know, you've been over the Thames in a cable car. So With that's great, def- great views over London, incredible views over London. Absolutely. The next one I'd like to suggest is another urban art exhibition. In fact, it's the UK's largest urban art exhibition, which is Folkestone Artworks down on the uh, Kent coast. This is very large it's got 74 artworks at the moment by 46 artists so it, it does grow they do the Folkestone, Folkestone triennial and then they expand they add more works and then then it contracts but at the moment it's still got 74 artworks to find and it's like a who's who really of, of modern um British and international sculpt- sculptors it's really quite surprising the seaside location is fantastic it's they really use the space. So there's four map, there's four maps to guide you around this number of artworks. And the one we focused on before is the harbour and the waterfront, which is just a great day out. You can get the high speed train from King's Cross within an hour. You're by the seaside. There's a sandy beach. There's there's a harbour with a lighthouse. And the pebbly beach. You've got all all the beaches. All the beaches. And great food as well. Yes. It's, Folkestone is a place transformed as well. I, I, I had cause to spend time there in the 90s and never wished to go back again and went back uh, for the triennial uh, a couple of years ago. Amazing, beautiful. And we've been back many times since. So some of my favourite artworks on the trail. So you've got Richard Wood's holiday home. He's got this almost cartoonish, maybe miffy-like house, which is in 3D, which is floating in the harbour. So when the water tide goes out, you can actually walk through the mud and the sands and stand right next to it. Or if the tide's in, you see it floating. And it's a comment on the you know, the kind of rebirth of Folkestone, but also at what expense has that been, um, this gentrification? Is it just now becoming a place for holiday homes? And you've also got a celebration of the local in Cornelia Parker's Mermaid as well. She's kind of taken inspiration from Copenhagen's fam- famous mermaid and cast a local woman. And uh, she's overlooking this beautiful sandy beach. And it has possibly my favourite Anthony Gormley that I've seen. But which- that's another spooky one. That's very spooky. You've got to be careful not to slip down the stairs. So mm. on the harbour wall, which is very, very high, there's some rather wet steps you have to go down. I've and then there's ferry from those. Oh, <laughs> wow. Yeah, but, that's how old I am. <laughs> well, um, I'd be a bit scared to do that 
when I went down, it was all down and the wind was whistling and you have this huge open view very high up with this sculpture, this Anthony Gormley cast just overlooking it. And I really was quite terrified with the wind that I might fall down. So definitely and hold gets, on to something. He, he gets submerged with the tide as well. So it's it's wet and it's slimy and it's a it's a dark space that you're going down into. Again, I did I did that on my own for when I saw it the first time and was absolutely petrified. I should never, never go and see artworks on my own, really. That should be <laughs> Well, and which, because you've done other parts of the trail, is that right? Uh, yes. So I've, I've walked along the stony beaches underneath the cliffs. Um, and my favourite there is a pavilion by Lubaina Himid. It looks like looks like a jelly mould. And again, in different lights, it, it changes. I, I've seen it on one day and it just, it looked limpid as if it was dissolving into the sky and then I've seen others on sort of bright sunny days when it stood out proud it's you know I, it's it's great it, and just I've I've not seen all the artworks but um I know that well you could spend you could easily spend a whole weekend easily I just need to find somewhere decent to stay <laughs> There's, well, there's right on the front. There is there's a hotel that looks like a ship. Um, you get you get bingo included in your in your stay there, um, but I I haven't haven't stayed. Yeah, I, I'm a bit scared of that hotel. <laughs> yes. um, so, which other places would you recommend, Catherine? I going to my my home county. Basically, we're just visiting all my relations. Um, Norfolk, um, Houghton Hall, up in North Norfolk, um, has a permanent collection of sculptures, uh, all sort of in in a garden situated in a garden that is separate in, that's divided into rooms with hedges. So you you stumble across these sculptures in hedged rooms and this one I visited because a few years ago because you recommended it to me actually they do a temporary exhibition each year by by a sculpture uh, a sculptor so this year it's Sean Scully um, I think when we went it was Anish Kapoor which was fantastic yes. but as you say the they've got 13 permanent works those in themselves are definitely worth a visit the one that really captured our imagination. I haven't seen anything like it anywhere else. Was Water Flame by Jep Heim? Oh, that was that was amazing. But when well, you 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 just when I saw it, it was just a fountain, and <laughs> we struggled. I stood there with my boys, and we struggled to work out why it was an artwork. And, um, and yes. Two weeks later, I spoke to you, and it all became apparent. That's right. So we we obviously got it on a good day. It did struggle a tiny bit, but what it was, was uh, a flame on top of this giant spout of water that went up and down, but the flame stay lit. And it was mesmerising. We just couldn't work out how it works. And we had this, um, uh, this couple uh, who was some sort of gas engineer come and he was also trying to explain to me how it might work and, and the system but it, it's just a beautiful thing fire dancing on water as well as just incredibly puzzling a real marvel so we we love that and I'd love to see that one again and hopefully it'll be working next time you go yeah no absolutely because my 
favourite um, was Sky Space by James Turrell. So we we came out of of one of the the hedge rooms into sort of a more planted bit, and we could see a giant wooden structure, and we walked towards it, and then up a ramp and into it, and we weren't. I don't know what we were expecting. When you walk in, basically it's open to the air. You, it's the the sky is above you, and it's it's quiet because the wood insulates the sound from outside. And you just sit and look up. So when we started, it was quite cloudy, and then it became bright blue skies. It's just amazing. I suppose it's like lying on your back and watching the clouds go by, pop that you're in a wooden room with a comfy chair. But it was just, it was amazing. But I've seen, I've, I've subsequently seen um, James Turrell's sky space rooms in other places, and none of them have ever had the same sort of effect um, as the Houghton one. They really, it really is quite a magical space. Yes, and there's also there's, there's wit in there. At some point, there was a particularly a particularly wavy hedge that was um, a little note saying that it was called it's called Sybil, and you couldn't work out why it was called Sybil um, until you got home and and I read about it. And the hedge is um, it's um, Lord Chumley's um, grandmother who created the gardens, she was called Sybil, and it's her signature created in a copper beech hedge. Oh, you see, I completely, I completely, I had my kids running through hedges, so they probably enjoyed that artwork without realising what it was. Yeah, I, I, but I quite, I quite like that, that it's so, it's, it's personal to the person who's created it and whose garden it is. Definitely. I really loved Houghton and so much so that I raved about it to you that you visited. How much does Houghton cost Catherine? So to visit Houghton um, costs £20 but that includes going into the house which is pretty incredible and the gardens. The one that I really really want to visit but haven't got my act to do so is Jupiter Artland up in Edinburgh. Have you been? Well, no, but I am due to go this summer, Catherine. So oh, I might nothing. beat you to it. <laughs> can I stow away in your suitcase? <laughs> Only if you can put up with my family. Your family, <laughs> so, lovely. Um, we yes, I'm really excited about this one. It's uh, it's very far away. It's uh, just outside Edinburgh in the grounds of a manor house. And it's a a huge site. It's about 100 acres. And what's really interesting about it, the works are site-specific and often built into the landscape and responding to the landscape. So there's kind of a lot of land art. I am really excited about this one, and I will definitely report back once I've been. Okay, I'm going to have to start planning a visit to Edinburgh. Well, that's our six favourite sculpture parks to visit in the UK. We hope you've enjoyed listening to this episode of The Exhibitionist. We've loved sharing our thoughts with you. Thanks so much for listening. Let us know what's on top of your visit wish list. You can find us on Instagram at The Exhibitionist Pod. And you can find me, Catherine, at Cultural Wednesday. And me, Vicky, at Museum Mum. If you've enjoyed this show, please hit the subscribe button and leave us a review. Music is Positive Hip Hop by Maxco Music from Chusick. 
Catch you next time on The Exhibitionists. Until then, stay curious and enjoy your cultural adventures.